It's nearly time for our weekly visit to Chris Watts at his Motion Dynamics studio in Central. Morning Brew, of course, is our page, and that is where he is right now. Hello, Chris. Good afternoon. Afternoon. Great to be here again. <laughs> How are you doing? Fantastic. <laughs> It was all about brilliant, the, it brilliant. was all about the election yesterday. So thanks very much for playing ball. And here, I know. Here, yeah. Did yes. you? Did you? I was glued. <laughs> I was glued to it. Yeah. I, I think it affects all of us. So somehow we have to be kind of uh, globally interested, even though we're not there and we're not part of it. My mum lives there, so it's kind of uh, interesting for. I was going to ask you about this. This is not the time to get stuck into it, but I think if you look at the news pages nah. right now, you're going to see things are changing. Anyway, Florida was an interesting one. That's your that's your mum's place, isn't it? That's my mum's place, and it's hugely conservative. Although where she is, there's absolutely no industry, and everybody's retired, and nobody cares about really what people do because they've all got money in they've the bank, saving, and they're all yeah. kind of happy. They got their savings. They just don't know how long they're going to be living so that they can you know plan out their last ten years. But it's uh, kind of interesting, and uh, it's very relaxing. It's lovely down there. I love Florida. Yeah, they, they just want to kind of um, eat, drink and be merry, really, and have fun. Anyway, Chris, what do you, yeah, want, to talk, yeah, what do you want to talk about today? Speed, agility and quickness training. There's a lot of new things that keep coming in. You know, we've got elastic strength training. You know, we've got, you know, the HIT training, velocity training. But this speed, agility and quickness training is kind of interesting. It comes from sports, of course, because you imagine playing soccer, basketball, how quickly you have to be able to change direction mm. with good postural control. This is very important and, and be able to be very well balanced without hurting yourself. Because most of the injuries that occur, as it turns out, are when you make quick turns and you know, quick direction turns. Just too quick or too hard, right? Just too quick, especially if you're jumping and landing and then twisting. So you need to have everything working, the entire kinetic chain needs to be nice and mobile, it needs to be strong, but you need to develop this, uh, what they call fast twitch fibers, believe it or not, type two fibers for those people who understand a little bit right. uh, we, of this kind of thing, but it's different kind of training. We found ourselves back into the sport realms again. Chris is here until just before one. So if you yeah. any questions, you know what to do, write them up on our Facebook feed and he can answer you straight away. It doesn't have to be what Chris is talking about, but uh, fascinating no, once again. Means. So where do you come in yeah. as, as a therapist in this area? Right. Well, physical therapy, manual therapy, we're dealing with resistance or restrictions of movement within that kinetic chain, that moving chain that we talk about. One link in the chain that's not working well, unfortunately, that sets off a chain reaction of events, whether it's through the fascial system, the muscular system, the neural system, and you compensate, you change according to the restriction and resistance. A bit like the way I describe it, if you look at a, a river meandering through the valley, it hits a hard piece of rock and it turns sharply left or sharply right. That's what water and blood supply does when it hits a fascial restriction. So it doesn't actually uh, repair it very well. So you've got to break down that fascial restriction, get the fluids in there and get the uh, lubrication back so that it can heal. Blood is the healing uh, tool. So anybody listening and watching you now, is there anything simple they yeah. can do to actually see if they need a bit of this? Well, yeah, I think the first thing you want to do is to check to see if you have proper movement through that chain. So you, you do your spinal flexion. You should be able to go. Uh, let me just stand and show you this for those that are watching. You should be able to bend without sticking the bum out all the way down to 130 degrees of spinal flexion. Uh, that's kind of normal. Now, if you are restricted anywhere through that chain of 
In this case, uh, the spinal segments. Then we know that some kind of joint, particularly some joint limitation that can stop you from actually getting to that point. So yeah, range of motion is very interesting. And then you look at strength, how much strength you have when you come back up again. That's another way you functionally test. How, how do we test that? What do we do? Give us a specific. Yeah, so for example, if I'm coming, if I'm going into full flexion and I have somebody put uh, um, resistance like my hands or hands on the back, I can't do it. A lot of people find, actually believe it or not can be rather challenging just to come up against a resistance uh, just from a seated position because they've been sitting so long or their muscles have been atrophied or turned off or yes. whatever it might be. And this is another reason to suggest that they are leaning forward because the muscles in the front are doing too much. The muscles in the back need switching on. The reflexes need to be turned on again. And that kind of simple movement just quickly turns on those nerves that actually stimulates those muscles to do what they're supposed to do, which is keep you upright, right? Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. Interesting. All right, bring on Arnold. That's the first thing we do. <laughs> Arnold is here. So Arnold's got two tennis balls in his hand. And I don't know whether we can, those of you can see this. This is called the tennis ball drop. It's a quickness test, an agility test, and this is what the athletes are doing as well. So if I stand as the coach and I have one tennis ball in each hand, yeah. he's actually, let me just show you Arnold, for those people that are actually watching in, there is Arnold. He's going to go into a kind of crouch position. Pretend you're a slip catcher, that kind of yeah, position, okay. waiting for the ball to come to you. Remember those days? Right. So I'm going to drop the ball, and he's going to come in and grab with one hand, catch the ball. So this is very simple because he's kind of close to me and I'm going to do this from the opposite side, drop the ball, and he's going to, sorry, he's going to try and catch it. Didn't catch it. <laughs> this is not time. as easy as one might think. I saw some racing drivers in Macau doing this. Yeah, exactly. This is a classic drill for speed and quickness. So I can actually go lower and he has to go lower as well because the ball's not going to bounce quite so high and we can move in backwards and forwards, that kind of thing. So that's one of the drills that we do, which is great fun. It's like slip catching back yeah. in the old days. What's he learning? Uh, very much what's, about, what's he learning from doing that? He's learning the, the agility to move from side to side, quick changes of motion, but still with good control through his knees, through his hips, through his yeah. back, through his uh, feet and ankles. So it's all about speed of uh, being able to control with speed, but changing directions at the same time. On the floor here, we have a kind of simulated ladder. They use this, let me just show you for those that can see this. Join us on Facebook Live if you can be bothered. <laughs> Morning Brew is the page, it does help. Well, exactly, <laughs> yeah. And you, Arnold is just gonna do a simple drill. He's gonna go in and out, left and right. Do you wanna just try that, Arnold? Let's just describe what you've got in front of you here. So he's got a one, two, three, four, five, six that I can see uh, very, sh very light weights, right, Chris? You've laid them out. It looks like crufts yeah. and the sheepdog going from side to exactly. side. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And you can use sticks or posts. What they usually use in the uh, uh, in, in the fitness uh, business, they use like sticks and posts, and you just weave in and out in a figure of eight. And you go left first, and then you come back right. So you can just change directions. C can both we sides. can we watch again? Would you mind? Yeah, please, by all means. Now tell tell us go, what Arnold. he's doing. He's going left, right, left, right, in and out very quickly. Now he's doing that very carefully because you need to sort of get the control first and then build up the speed as you do it. So the more you do this, the more you develop that sort of neural connection that allows you to be a bit 
faster as you do this. So we're actually talking about reaction times today. Is that agility? Chris has just frozen for a second. Now he's moved his camera around. Are you still there? Yeah, reaction times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just I've, <laughs> I'm still there. So, so basically, the, the way this works is... Um, when you get to, let's say, my age, 62, whatever, you, you do what lose it? a little bit of the ability. <laughs> you lose the ability to be a bit quicker at doing things. People slow down. You can see it in their stride length. You can see it in the way they react, their hand gestures, that kind of thing. I happen to be doing quite a lot of this we'll ask him again, kind of training. Can you say it again? You, hap you happen to be doing what, Chris? Things and we're always running and dashing about. So I have... Yeah, I have, I have do a lot of, uh, I have these balls with me in my backpack and I bowl and I catch and I throw and we do all kinds of drills with these things just to keep that reaction. He'll, he'll be back. He's got a crummy line there. Hold, hold on for a second, Chris, whilst I, whilst I get your signal back there. Yeah, we've got a massive delay. Yeah. Hold, hold on a yeah. second whilst it all builds Bye. up here. Uh, Mahesh, hi, Chris. Do you advise the same sort of drill for badminton where abruptly we need to stop and move to reduce the strain on the knees? Abruptly, he says. Chris seems to have disappeared. And then the knee, because as I said to you last week, uh, are you okay? Can you yeah, hear me? I'm fine. It's just stupid. Just. Go on. It's stupid. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, the knee is the transitional point between the hip and the ankle. Mm -hmm. And whatever the hip's not doing, whatever the job, the knee's up the slack. Yeah. It's like a synchromesh between the hip and the ankle. Uh, yeah. Sorry about the connection. But I can see you're getting frustrated, but, but it's understandable. So, the knee, yes, this drilling is fantastic for us any kind of racket sport, basketball, uh, even walking the dog, for goodness sake, because my sister was uh, walking her dog a couple of weeks ago, and the dog saw a hare, this is in the English countryside, yeah. and it literally pulled her arm out of her socket, so she had a dislocation from that. So this kind of thing you can actually use for all everyday stuff, playing with the kids, for example, about being quick and alert and being able to move from side to side, shuffling with good control. Yeah, and not letting your body overreact because, you know, say he's talking about we have to abruptly yeah. stop and change direction, but you don't want to overdo it, do you? Because that will hurt. That. I've completely Where lost. the quickness Chris, comes in, the feet move at a quicker horses. rate. I've than completely the hip lost does. you, and I'm going to call yeah. you back in just a second on audio because I'm sick of this blinking thing, and I want to hear what you have to say. Right. We'll, be, we'll be back in just a second. You know you better call uh, Yeah Everything just the way she left it She took my things right off the dresser Replaced the photo of my ex That was hanging down the hall Yeah She's off, I know Territory. 
We're just going to go audio for a while, you know, gremlins, whatever. Chris, now I'm going to have to ask you to backtrack just a little bit, if, if you would, yes. here, because a lot of the goodies you were coming out with, I got, I got jumbled up. I said to you, is it about not um, over go, going too far? Mahesh was asking about changes in direction in badminton. So how do you control that? How do you learn to control that? Well, when you're looking for reaction speed, faster reaction speed, it is a neuromuscular thing. It's not just the muscle being able to switch. It's the way the nerve connects into the muscle. That needs training. Mm. So that's really interesting. So the more you do something in those uh, different directions through all those three planes of motion – motion most people train in a single plane think of treadmills and think of uh you know the rowing machines it's just one plane of motion right yeah. these kind of drills that we're doing are multi-planar in their uh, or triplanar in their uh, essence so you develop um the ability to move in control it's done slowly to begin slowly with speed you, yeah. yeah so you build up you vary the speed you vary the motion and you vary the body positions that's the way i would say is the best way to do this and this is how you train those very difficult um, knee joints because the knee is really only connected by uh, a few lax ligaments those ligaments are not always very strong mm. and and the muscles around them are out of balance in a lot of people's cases which is why we see so many knee problems because they forget to train the knees and you need to train the knees in multi-directional uh, um, in essence in multi-direction yeah. so you, you started talking about various movements in sport and accidentally because we don't have total control or whatever you yeah. too far and ouch it really hurts now is that because we haven't learned the various techniques in the various sports as good as we yeah. can a lot of the times that is the case, which is why when you've had an injury, we put people in swimming pools because that's the best place to take pressure off those joints. You can exercise like crazy because the joints are depressurized, you know, because of all of the uh, the buoyancy in the water. And at the same time, you've still got 900 times denser uh, water is 900 times denser than air. So you can still get the muscles to activate, but without the joint load. So, um, yes, I think that it is good to train. I noticed Mo Farah uh, when he's doing his running, his speed, speed running, and he's got a knee injury. They put him in the water. They put a treadmill in the water and they have these underwater <sighs> cameras and they look at his feet. They look at his the way he uh, actually um, adjusts his feet, adjusts his knees. Everything has to be very precise if you're doing 25 miles at 20 miles an hour uh, yeah. consistently. That's incredible to watch the detail in these coaches. These coaches need to keep you going because if you get injured, it's six to eight weeks out of the uh, the tennis court, for example. No kidding. Well, let's talk to our listeners here. Lots of people yeah. like to play sport. And I think, as Mahesh said, he wants to learn to control it just a little bit better. What could he do if he went to the swimming pool? Anything off the top of your head? I think you would do exactly what you would do in the on the badminton court in his particular case, and you would do it in the pool. So you do a lot of side to side, forward and back, rotational things, and it's very forgiving, of course, in the water. But you still, as I said, got that resistance, which is like having weights, but without the 
tension on the or that without the load on the joints so i think this would be a great way if you've got um joints that need training i would i always like the water and they don't do much of it over here in switzerland mm. and germany uh water therapy in water physical therapy is almost the go-to treatment uh post-injury or even as an injury prevention i really like it and i wish we did more of it over here do you recommend anything like this to any of your clients because obviously you're in an yeah. office you're in an office you're not in a club with a pool and everything but do you I tell mean, them i want you to go and do this and then come back to me yeah, I actually had somebody in yesterday who's had a bad back and, uh, you know, he plays ping pong, which is a bit like playing badminton. And sometimes because he has a coach, he does it three times a week and he's doing that repetitive movement all the time, side to side. And he gradually built up um, a nerve compression on his right side and his entire body went into a kind of spasm as a result of this overload and he was asking me what to do and I said I would get you in the pool and I would train you in the pool but he mm. said I can't go because of COVID and I said well there's bound to be a pool somewhere just go into the sea go into the well, ocean now, now and you practice. Can go to the beach but there's nothing to hang on to in the beach unfortunately there's nothing to hang on to but you you can still run in the sea uh, and actually that's actually quite a good way to do it you, oh, especially if yes. you're up to the waist you can go side to side back and forth you can do the twisting action and and it really will give you the support give you the lubrication because you're moving but you're moving in a very kind of um let's say cosseted way your tissues are nicely protected yeah yeah all yeah. right great great advice we got there in the end and i was i was absolutely going to finish this so take care chris <laughs> we'll talk next week bye bye for now